This is Coffee with Closers, a show about real estate agents by real estate agents. We'll highlight local real estate agents to share their successes, celebrate their failures, and learn who they are outside of real estate. So we were supposed to have our regularly scheduled guest who now has strep throat. So off the bench, we've brought you in, Lauren, and you'll be the fill-in because no one I know talks more than you so it's easy to fill a podcast <laughs> oh with you sweetie um i'm feeling the love right i would away. i would ordinarily ask like who you are where you're from how we got here but we did that on the first date so i know all yes. of those answers although the other day you did not know my middle name by the way and you didn't um, know mine either <laughs> i'm just going to point that out there i still don't know if i fully know it and um so oh, we will not go through those questions, but I think we have uh, the unique perspective in that we work together and personal together. We work together, life together. Uh, so when we look at that dynamic, what does that look like? Exhausting. No. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, I think something that we started off making really important was the fact of having a schedule and following that schedule, yeah. which by the way, we're not very good at, but we're getting better. Um, and Terrible. how do we go home and turn off work mode? Cause we're both so intense during that time Yeah, that it's important to have a personal conversation mm -hmm. versus just business. Yeah. I feel bad sometimes because I'm like two totally different people. Yeah. You're two different people, but I feel like I'm extreme op polar opposite humans and then sometimes if you catch me in work mode i feel bad because i'm really probably overly intense in work mode nah. <laughs> <laughs> and then really ridiculous in person yeah mode. it's like being with a psychopath and then like, <laughs> no i'm totally kidding <laughs> and then like a kid <laughs> yes that's true that is so true. No, I love it though. Like it, <laughs> I, I love both sides of you, so it's okay. So then how do, how do you make that work on your end as far as knowing that there are two versions? How do you adapt to that? I don't know. I think I've always been able to adapt to my environment fairly well. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's just understanding up front that this is who I'm going to get during these times mm -hmm. and that you don't actually mean it if you come off a certain way. Yeah. So just always giving you the benefit of the doubt and knowing that it's working towards the greater good. Um, and I know that I can be that way too. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you, when you're in work mode, are like your focus is way different in that I'll talk to you and then you'll be incredibly slow to respond or your responses are just not your like happy version. So, um, Oops. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. And then I know that, okay, never mind. Like get out of that bubble and into the human bubble if we need to. Um, but the cool thing is that we both call each other out on it. Yeah, that's true. But why is that? How does that happen? Like what, le what leads to that or what gives us the ability to do that when other relationships maybe it haven't? I think we've given each other the permission to have that conversation with each other and to have open and honest communication about how we feel. So just being direct. Yeah. And again, we both know that it's working towards the greater good. And so we have to ensure that we don't rob from other buckets. 
which yeah. is in turn what we're doing. Yeah. And to me, the permission conversation is not like a one time event. Mm -mm. That permission yeah. conversation has to happen over and over and over and over. And you're so much better at it than I am. And I think that's probably because I'm almost an extremist and that like you get this version or you get that version. And, um, and, and so I know I'll catch myself apologizing to you a lot about being that version and being the work version when I should be the like normal human Eric version. Um, I'll apologize to you and then try to explain why I thought that way. Like recently it's been, hey, I'm sorry that I communicated with you this way because I'm agitated because I feel like I'm failing all of these people when I don't deliver on X when I'm in my work box. Um, to me, that's like the way that that conversation has to happen over and over and over and over. Otherwise, it begins to become personal. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you, you feel like you're failing all these other people, yet yeah. you can't have that conversation with those other people right. or act that way. So who's the most comfortable person to act that way with? Yeah, that's right. Me. Yeah, yeah. And because I know that... I'll still love you at the end that's of the right. day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's an interesting dynamic, though, too, because, like, Tyler, obviously, you work with your wife. How does that work? Um, she is a CD personality and I am an SI <laughs> personality. Yep. So we complement each other very well. Um, and being able to, we had to learn how to communicate when it came to work because she yeah. had just gotten fired right when we decided to start. Cause you worked together business. for a really long time, right? You worked yep. before the media side, right? Yeah. So we started working, um, together. She was interning at a roofing company that um, I was working at. And then she ended up dropping out of school about a year and a half, two years later, um, because she got a computer programming job and, and then ended up starting to work at another uh, real estate brokerage, which then that was the same brokerage that I was like kind of trying to sell at and I hated it. But so I quit and she continued working there, got fired, we got married, started a business. So then we were kind of forced to learn how to communicate to each other on multiple levels. What kind of strain did that have? Um, I think because we've been going to therapy even before yeah. we were married, I think we, we had a third party that was helping us communicate. So we were able to kind of learn. How, you guys were going to therapy before you got married? Yeah, because okay. her parents had started um, going and it was uh it's like cognitive behavioral therapy okay. so she brought in the whole family gets involved in that kind of a therapy okay and so i was since i was still kind of i wasn't necessarily going regularly in the beginning yeah until then i started realizing i had my own shit that i had to work on just general unfulfillment yeah to figure out what i was passionate about that kind of stuff and then uh i started going and so we had we always had her um our therapist kind of with us throughout this entire process. Yeah. And so being able to kind of, if we're not communicating clearly on something, what it's kind of funny. It happened recently where we texted, we both texted our therapist, our side of the story. Okay. So then the first thing she did was like, so tell me what's going on and brought us both in. And we just, she explained her side. I explained my side. And then we just found out we were talking about the same thing. We just, weren't communicating. Didn't know clearly. how to communicate the yeah. actual intent or what you were thinking or. Right. Yeah. So being able to uh, 
finding ways like I feel like the fuck ups in communication are what taught us how to communicate. Yeah, of yeah, course. That's cool. Yeah. You know what's kind of cool though is the first time that so Tyler and I have this weird um, work history and in, in that we really didn't know each other when we started working together at all. And um, and then we spent like one road trip to get well, we spent a bunch of random time at one of our client events and then at a road trip. And and oddly enough, the first conversation that we ever had was about therapy. Yeah. Yeah. We were I had forgotten my wallet. And so I was freaking out to Kate that whole time. Like, <laughs> oh, shit, we're going out to eat. I'm going to have to, I don't want it to look like we don't have any uh -huh. money. He casually leaves his wallet. Like, oh man, I forgot my wallet. And Eric <laughs> just like looked at it, just like laughed. He, he was going to pay for it with the company card anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, but I was like low key freaking out. But then we just naturally went into a conversation about our past, our history, how we got to where we're at. I asked Eric what it was like to make a lot of money from not making a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just dove straight into it. Yep. Which yep. is pretty cool, though. Yeah, Which is cool is. because for me, like therapy is something I'm passionate about and uh, something that I know you're passionate about, too, and something that you need a lot of. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, for real. <laughs> and so uh, so I think that I love that you just literally just brought it up in a conversation totally unrehearsed because most people are so guarded around the idea of therapy at all or the idea that they're not perfect and that they might need some intermediary help. Right. Were you that way initially? Um, no, because I was I was really kind of living in my false self of like, this is who I need to be. I need yeah. to be this like emotionless rock star salesperson that can that doesn't give any fucks about anything. Yeah. But Which then I realized I was just like had all these emotions under the surface and I was just suppressing okay. through buying things I didn't need or yeah. trying to be something that I wasn't. No, I was going to say, which is so funny because that's how people see you as oh, being. Oh, for sure. For and sure. you're the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, which is, which is just a matter of perception. It's like you just, right. you, people just choose to see whatever version of you they choose. Um, or you put out that version, either one. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, so you probably got some really boring answers when you said, what's it like to be broke and then make money? It's probably like not that much different, really, because as you know, right. I'm pretty boring from a like use of money standpoint. He there wouldn't buy ice packs that were like a dollar and 50 cents. I'm not kidding. I was about to go buy them for him. <laughs> He's like, I can't order it on Amazon. I'm not, I don't need to no, go anywhere. He had to just walk downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. There was, I was like, there's one thing that was so absurd. It was literally like $3 and 99 cents and I wouldn't use an ice pack in the freezer. <laughs> because it was the last one and then i was like well i don't want to go downstairs and have to pay four dollars to go buy another ice pack so i just wouldn't use it yeah no he's just saving it i think it's probably still in the freezer <laughs> <laughs> that's some like that is some homegrown programming right there yeah, like that is that is some programming that carries over from my my dad for Dean. sure Good oh old big Dean. time <laughs> big time but this is a really cool conversation because i actually sent you a podcast this morning yeah about therapy before getting married oh really yeah is that what you're trying to suggest <laughs> well Hint. i'm not suggesting that we're um that we need therapy yeah but i, <laughs> I think it would be helpful <laughs> i'm on board you know that 
Um, so, so speaking of like work life, personal life and blending the two, um, what do work life changes look like for you, for me? What's that? What do you mean? By what, that? what are the, what, what would you share from a, um, public sharing standpoint as far as like what, what changes are on the horizon as far as work is concerned? Oh, this is exciting. I'm super excited. I hope that you are. Uh, I know. I don't blame you. (laughs) You not only get to hear my voice at night, but all day long. I cannot wait. That's what I told you yesterday. I was like, man, I can't ignore your phone calls moving forward during the day anymore. Yeah, I know. Because you might actually need something for work now. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. I'm going to text him and be like, hey, if you don't answer me, I'm going to (laughs) quit. And I can't take that. (laughs) Totally kidding. But yeah, so... um, I think that the biggest change for us is really just recognizing how small we were actually thinking. Yeah. Um, And so we're thinking now in terms of the future versus what's working and what what we need right now. Um, And so really it just made sense for us to get into business together. Yeah, for sure. To run multiple companies yeah. together because we're both working towards the same goal. Um, and so how do we get to that point and leverage our positions now yep. to where we can step out and make our world way bigger than it is right now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the, the thinking small piece comes up massively for me. I think I, I told you, Tyler, that I was that podcast interview the other day and felt like a complete minuscule moron because the question was like, what do you want to your, what do you want to be remembered for your flashback 10 years from now? Like what are those events that will have happened 10 years from now that you will be proud of? And I didn't have any answers. And then I realized I'm not thinking remotely big enough about what's actually possible 10 years from now, because I never thought about my life today in the term of whether it was possible or not five years ago or 10 years ago, but it, but the change is us getting purposeful about thinking bigger and thinking long-term, but in a bigger way. And you could argue we're still not doing that, but, but I think our plan is, I think our thought process has changed even over the course of the last 30 to 60 days. And, and, um, that thought is around empire building instead of like positional building. For sure. Because positional building, we still have a job, right? That's right empire building we own businesses well i think though when you say you have a job that um there's a lot of people that would hear that and then have a negative connotation to that because in my mind you always have a job it's just that your job changes because at some point in time your job becomes thinking and teaching and leading but doesn't feel like a traditional job. Like you never actually not have a job. It's not like a nine to five job though that restricts you from traveling or doing the things that you want to do. Yeah. And, and it really has, when I think of a job, I almost think of a ceiling, right? So I almost think of like, that makes more sense to me. A ceiling of, Hey, you can only make this much money or you only do these things. Yeah. Like Brie was talking about, I, she she said basically i got discontent knowing that i could get a three percent raise year over year over year that's the job yeah as opposed to thinking instead of 
having a position to thinking is how do you how do you literally empire build so that you can provide opportunity for those that want opportunity yeah. or that rise to that opportunity. Yeah. Like how do we make our world bigger, which in turn makes our people's world bigger? For sure. Because this is what's crazy. Even if you look at the conversation we were just having the other day, totally off, off mic, Tyler, was your life in 12 months, especially in 24 and so on. But like, just go back 12 months ago, we started working together about 12 months ago. Yeah, we posted our first. I just looked oh, at I it. We posted that. our yeah. first Instagram post on the 26th. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. It it's your yesterday. anniversary. Ha- happy anniversary, yeah. Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> but like, look how much different the conversations and the exposure of your world looks. Right. Yeah. Because it went from like shooting real estate videos to now, like our conversation yesterday was not even at all about shooting real estate videos. It was like shooting epic life videos right? and actually having like that to me a year ago, if you would have talked about that, I would have been like, yeah, that's a cool pipe dream, bro. Right. But now it's not like just some random pipe dream. That's like somebody who actually is asking you to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's because we were, you were bold enough to just do it. And we like had talked about a couple of ideas, but you were just willing to like, let's just see what happens and i think that's what took a lot of like like courage on your end was to just like let me do my thing you gave me a lot of flexibility yeah and i feel like what was cool was i was kind of like reminiscing on it in in my flashback montage after that conversation but it was cool remembering how you would get like private messages from people from Mm -hmm. the videos we were making because you're uh like it wasn't just recording a meeting about real estate. It was yeah. a lot of personal development talk. And so that was a lot of the content that we'd be putting out and you would get private messages from people thanking for posting that said I needed to hear that. And yeah. just so like, but it was nobody commenting on it. And so like, yeah, I wasn't right. seeing that. Yeah. And I was like, man, what, like, I felt like that was a strong message, but then you would call me literally like minutes after I'd have that thought after you'd post yeah. something. And you would say, like, I got this message from this person today. Like, I didn't even know him. And yeah. so I thought that was really cool to, like, hear that kind of a feedback. Because it kind of goes industry. to that, like, Instagram, social media concept around, like, where you judge value based on likes and engagement. Yeah. Right? When there's, like, massive engagement internally with people who see a message and just aren't bold enough, brave enough, or want to attach their name to the engagement piece of it. That's what's mind blowing. Yes. Because every time I'll go out of town, I'll have somebody reference the videos that we were making. Yeah. And so it's like, just this last time, this guy was telling me about the, all of his like speaking content was just so great to watch. And I was like, that's really cool to hear, especially because like we've been doing like more podcast content lately. And so to hear that, like people are remembering it. Mm -hmm. And so whether they're engaging with it or not, they're seeing you and then seeing like, oh, he talked about X, Y, or Z. And so people kind of get to know you before they even meet you. You know what's kind of interesting too about the concept of like thinking big versus way our, our like default level of thinking. I remember Tyler wrote this like plan of action around like, okay, here's like step one of what video could be. And then here's how you scale it up to what it could, could morph into for the brand. And I, and I remember reading it and I'm like, none of that's possible. Like, and I'm never gonna ever tell you that because I'm like, that dude clearly has the a thinking that these 
that these limitations I've put on myself are actually possible. Who am I to decide to like put my limitations and my way of thinking on what you perceive to be possible? And I was like, I want to be in business with somebody who thinks that I can actually accomplish something way bigger than what I think I can do. Right. Because you, like your vision of that was way bigger than what mine was. And I was like, okay, I'm again, not thinking big enough about this. That's, I love hearing that. That's really? awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> because, so cool. Because I, I mean, I stood up at that regional leadership meeting and said it, and I mean it in that, like, I just perceive myself as another regular, normal dude. And there are those people that don't. And so when other people do not, it's, it's having, a, it's having people who don't perceive you as normal or don't perceive you as the same limitations that actually propels you to be able to break through your own limiting beliefs and your own limiting ceilings of what you can actually accomplish. That's like, that's the catapult for it. And I think it's been cool to see that with you, how like you guys need to be now thinking about how do you do some empire building from a media standpoint? Yeah. That's um, what's funny. You mentioned that because like I was talking to Adam Roach the other day Yeah, and he was like, I'd just like to know what your vision is for your guys' company. Yeah, And it spawned like four him. days of just like my brain would be tired just thinking about <laughs> like, what direction do I want to go with this? Because I don't think I thought that more opportunities would present themselves yeah. even just within the Ohio Valley region. Yep. And so I, I think I had a lot of self-limiting beliefs on what I could do just because I think I've got a lot of head trash about yeah, my videos. I could take a million compliments, but then still see what's wrong with a video. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I'm still working on today, but. Um, Which is probably actually a really good trait though, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Like, because yeah. it means that, this is at least my way of rationalizing it. It means that you're self-reflective and that self-reflection means that you are constantly looking for improvement and that that's literally just a path to mastery. Yeah. The challenge is just embracing the path. That's, That's where true. most people get yeah. stuck is That's they just really get stuck true. in like beating themselves up on the path when in fact, like the joy is actually the path. Yeah. Like right. The failures are actually the enjoyment. Right. When you change the way you think about it. Yeah. I think learning how to figure something out is really fun. And I think that's what I enjoy about videos is it's always changing, at least from the social media aspect. It's really fun figuring out yeah. algorithms and what people will remember and what people will talk about and there's something like one thing i've learned a lot is how do you how can you can like really cut down a message into less than 60 seconds and like that's some way that i that's like the like a skill that i feel like i've learned is like both kate and i are we've had to do this for multiple videos now where it's like okay so you're really paying attention to like the meat of a point and mm-hmm. finding out ways to do that, which was what you were really good at taking feedback because then I, I would tell you after, after a talk, like, cool, next time let's try this so that yeah. we can open up with this. And then maybe we can combine these videos with those videos yeah. and then make this video. Yeah. It's so interesting though, because it goes along that ego conversation though. It's like Brie was saying and, and along those lines of like working together uh, is like feedback your, at least for me, for me, my initial reaction of feedback is always ego, is always defensiveness. And then once I detach from the defensiveness, mm-hmm. then I can go, okay, wait, that actually comes from a place of development, not from a place of like criticism right. because of ego. But 
do either do you both have the same that same initial reaction is that a normal is that a like prevalent concept if i give you if i gave you if i gave you feedback or criticism would you become inwardly defensive or i think instinctively i would but then i would after i like listen to it and then i like talk to kate about it and i talk about it out loud yeah then i was like i see the point there yep i think that's what also is beneficial of working with a spouse is true you can just run these ideas because i think what's important too is like not everybody can work together but i feel like if you actually enjoy the business side of things and figuring just things out in general and then you find somebody that you can connect with all times of the day sometimes to just wake up and talk about an idea or go to bed and you're talking about an idea. Um, Kate knows that I get a lot of energy off of that. And so it's like, that's kind of like with her, she's a really good listener. And I think that's part of, uh, that's like a way of, I don't know if that's like a love language or not, but like she'll really listen to what I'm saying and then come back to it. Cause I'll come into a conversation with this, a shit ton of emotion, but then she can look at it very objectively and then be like, so what you're saying is blank. And then she'll like repeat it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. So like that's, that's, what's really nice is I can take any kind of feedback from people, talk to her about it. And that sometimes like, I'll like pull a Michael Scott and just kind of like talk and think out loud at the exact same time. And then I'm like, oh yeah, now I realize this, that that's why this person said that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I think I try to, I mean, as a human, your natural instinct is to go to ego. Yeah. But I really have tried to rewire my brain to think about everything as positively as I can. Mm -hmm. So that person is coming from a place of love or curiosity or whatever, I mm-hmm. always tell myself the best story. Yeah. And I may not respond immediately as my best self, but I'm going to try my best to, and I'm going to try my best to put myself in the other person's shoes. And, and I guess you said, step back, look at the bigger picture right. and know that they're, they're not saying it to hurt me. Yeah. They're saying it only to make me better. Yeah. You um, are really, world-class at that piece like that's your superpower is being positive about like almost everything thank you i i feel like i could be way better at it um well would you like for me to hold you accountable to do that yeah no seriously (laughs) please do (laughs) speaking of which um that's one of the interesting ones that that brie said in our conversation she was like you know there's sometimes when justin's like yeah i don't need you to coach me the turn coach version off. Does that ever show up in your life? Never, sweetie. <laughs> Never, ever. Yes, absolutely. And I listen and then I'm like, okay, um, it's like 10 o'clock at night and you're like fake writing on the wall and I don't need <laughs> coach Eric. I need my boyfriend, Eric. <laughs> and then that's when you go into apology mode and you don't ever need to apologize for that because yeah. that's one of the many things that I enjoy about you. Um, but yeah, there are lots of times <laughs> where I get the version of Eric Oops. that um, I don't necessarily want yeah, at my that bad. time. So along the lines of like you being positive all the time, that's one of the things that I think makes you so amazing at your job is that you have this in like totally one of a kind unique energy about you that people want to be a part of and 
when you meet with someone, they go, yeah, I want to be a part of like whatever she's on, whatever she's about. I want that. At least that's my perception. How often do you hear that? Yeah, I don't see myself as that. Um, but I'm grateful that I don't, yeah. I guess. Um, cause because you're really infectious, I think. Oh, thank you. From a peop from a like there are people attractors and then there are people where the energy of them is just like just sucks your yeah. energy. Yeah, and you don't want to be around them. Where does that come from? In your world. Why am I so positive? Or, or, why, or how do you where does that energy of like people being a people attractor come from? You know, I think that we are all put on this earth for a reason. And I just think that that's one of my bigger purposes Yeah, is just, if I can impact somebody's life, even if it's at the grocery store, you don't yeah. know what those people are doing. You don't know what they're going through. So sometimes even a smile seriously can, yeah. can make somebody's day so much better. So if I can always be that person and impact one person a day, that's, that's kind of what I tell myself then it's totally worth it. Because it's interesting to me, like you genuinely love people. I do. I love people so much. And that's a, whenever I sit down and I have appointments with people, I'm like, you don't understand. Like I am telling you this and other people probably tell you this, but I sincerely mean it. And yeah. I care. Like I will cry with you. I will hug you. I will love you. I will celebrate with you. Whatever you need, I will be that person. Yeah. It's interesting because there are very few people, in my opinion, that are that, that truly at the core of them. I can only, like, there are three people I can think of just off the top of my head. And I'm sure that somebody's going to be offended if I don't name them in it. But, like, my mother is that way. Yes. Where, oh, she's amazing. Where, like, everyone and everything is positive and she loves people. And, She'll have conversations with me that I'm like, why are you listening to this? Like, why on earth are you remotely interested and engaged in this conversation? Because if she was having the conversation with me, I would not be. I would be like, yeah, this is great. Um, I got to go now. See you later. And she will listen forever. And you're the same way. And um, I think Dana Gentry's the same way in that mm -hmm. there's like that odd energy of people just follow. I don't. I don't understand though. Where does that unicorn ability come from? I, I honestly, I don't know. I, Have you always I been that way? It's just who I am. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't, I don't see myself as a unicorn. So it's hard for me to, to, to answer that. Um, it's just who I am. I'm, I'm just me. Do you have to remind, do you have to have self-talk around that? Y yeah. I do. Obviously, I think I think everybody has to have self-talk and I, I have negative self-talk, too. Um, but again, it's just getting back to the place of positivity and reminding yourself that. I don't know. At the end of the day, life is really good. It is. People are really good. Yeah. Life is really good. And we are so blessed. Like there's always something in your world that you are blessed to have. That's right. Yeah. Even if it's literally life itself, even yeah. if it's literally breath. Even, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Even if it's just the ability to breathe. Yeah. Like, thank you, God, for allowing me to wake up today. Yeah. The sun is shining and I'm breathing. Yeah, that's right. Do you think that's what attracted you to Lauren? Oh gosh, the you know the list is so long. I don't even know where I would start. Uh, yeah, no, right. I, no, I, um, 
I don't. I don't know. Actually, um, I think I, I. We've talked about it. I. I saw her in a in a working capacity, literally in passing, and that was initially the extent of it, um, and thought nothing of it. And then um, when we when we began to like ex- engage in dialogue around work, I didn't have any expectations around you as a person or it evolving into anything. And then I think that our ability to have conversation and banter and sit down and just talk about anything and everything openly. Especially is twerking. what led to it. What's that? Twerk? Oh God, that's right. Important thing. Oh God. I mean, like, I don't know. We went on a, our, like our first date was as though we pretty much had known each other for our entire life. Yeah. It seemed that way. Yeah, really. It was, it was so weird. Yeah. Which is probably why you don't even know my last, my middle name. Yeah. We couldn't skip that part. <laughs> because you like skip all those like normal pleasantries that you would otherwise have. I mean, I, I don't know. I think there's just a weirdness about the fact that it's like, Simon Sinek has this, I, I shared this with somebody. He's like, Simon Sinek has this example that he talks about that he goes, okay, well, when do you know that it's the right time to marry someone? I don't know. It's like if you went on a first date with someone and said, hey, I'm going to marry them, then everyone would think you're crazy. If you've been with them for 10 years and you haven't gotten married yet, that's too long and everyone thinks you're crazy. Somewhere between one date and 10 years is the like timeline of when you can make that decision. And it's hard to articulate like what it is tangibly about someone that causes that response. I have no idea. Like, yeah, I don't know. And I seriously get so many questions around that daily. And it's funny. I just give ridiculous answers. Shocking. I know. But <laughs> this is I, the most like n- the most polished, professional, non-ridiculous version of YouTube. By it the way. really is. I'm, oh, I'm trying to really refrain. <laughs> no, but um I think that something that's really important for people to know is, especially at this age, you know, society tells you like, if you're not married by this age, then you're, you're weird and you're doing something wrong and you have to have kids. So you get married, you have kids and then you just build your life around your kids. And that's just basically life. And I think it's cool that we look at it so differently and we have zero expectations around I'm not like, hey, um, ring, there's no ring. Where's yeah. my ring? Like, I I have no expectations around that. And I think that's really important. Oh, because it absolutely. Would, it would probably push you away or or maybe not. It would ordinarily, know, but, but like it wouldn't in our case. But like it would ordinarily cause someone to go. Yeah, the expectation expectations are what causes someone to be let down. Yeah. We set ourselves up for failure. Yeah. And I just know so many of my friends that are so pushy and getting engaged and having kids. And I'm like, no, just slow down. It's okay. Yeah. Because for you, you don't, you don't wear a wedding ring either. I just got a tattoo of K. Yeah. Kate's got a tattoo of a diamond. Okay. She hates rings. So she was like, I want this. Yeah. Because you're both very nonconformist as well also true i'm an (laughs) i and she's like to the chorus c and and both creative though yeah yeah she's like she can write like 
and she could write and read in ways that I just like I'm still sounding out words. So. That's what makes me <laughs> that's what makes me wonder, though, if that's why you're a nonconformist is because you're because you're creative. I'm sure it probably has some aspect because, like, I feel like once we got a taste of what it was like working for ourselves, we were willing to, like, lose our house to yeah. not yeah, work for anybody. Yeah, that's and so true. I think yeah. being able to do what we want is like a core value for both of us. And I think we're now, we're about year three, three and a half into our business. And now I think we're at that point of like, cool, what's next? Yeah. And what can we be doing to like create more horizontal because income? you and, were at a like straight up broke ass moment in your business, yeah, right? And I think that was like, I think those were like, if I, like when you were mentioning that the other day, when we were talking about like what would flash back, I, I have a very vivid memory of like not being able to buy medicine for Kate when she was sick. Oh god! I remember like taking it back, like crying in Meyer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I get chills even thinking about it. But like, I was like, I'm going to use this moment as like, as, as like fuel yeah. to never be in this position again. Yeah. And so like, then it just slowly started building on itself. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's, it's those moments in your life that are so powerful and you never forget how you felt during that moment. Yeah. Right that changes your entire world. Right. But and in I, the moment you felt like complete and utter garbage. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and I was like, why don't I just like suck it up and go sell a house or yeah. anything? I was like, no, if I do that, I'm going, it's going to be too tempting to stay in real estate because yeah. you can make way too much money doing it. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, what if I did that? But then I was like, well, if I, if I distract myself from learning how to do this and just completely just being all in that to me was like the, the motivator of like, nope just do this and just stick with it and actually follow through with it yeah That's yeah crazy. it's funny we were all at like really broke moments in our lives <laughs> when our income yeah kind of grew substantially yeah yeah I, I think it's like such an amazing perspective to have that you can't teach anybody it's something mm -hmm. that you have to feel and experience yep. and then you've got that like core life moment of mm -hmm. like okay this is going to be the changing point of like i'm going to make this work yeah yeah for me i've told the story about buying groceries from Menards because I had $10, right. but I had $96 worth of store credit at Menards so I could get cereal, a gallon of milk and dried soup. And don't act like you still don't get that. <laughs> I was <laughs> still doing that so last right. week. Right. <laughs> yeah, I actually did not plan that far ahead to even get that <laughs> many so groceries. <laughs> last night I was like, hey, I'm going to go down to the grocery store. And she's like, okay, I just went earlier today. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go anyway. I think I got like two energy drinks and maybe like some peanut two butter or something, something. like it was something really ridiculous. So I was like, uh, I'm just going to go down there for whatever I want right now. So. Yeah. Our life's pretty exciting outside of work. Oh, gosh. That's what we were talking to your mom yesterday. Yeah. And she was, what were we doing? Oh, we were watching a video oh, yeah. on Mindfulness, mindfulness um, and memory, creating memories. Yeah. We're just, the Explain documentary on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, those are good. That's what Dude, we do. they're so good. I've been binging. That's like they're what Kate so and good. I are like, we've been watched, we watched through those on memories, like that was okay. a whole series. And yeah. then I was like, we were like, we're going to learn motion graphics and learn how to do this stuff. Okay. Oh, like cool. that is, we just okay. love those. I'll send this. Oh, thanks Siri. Don't send. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this Apple Watch has been nice. I thought I wasn't gonna like. I was. I was questioning how I was gonna feel about it because I was like, "Am I gonna always be connected?" Yeah, I've actually been on my phone less. Oh, because, really? And so, like, I don't mindlessly start scrolling on Instagram yeah, or Facebook or something. And so, I've kind of noticed that I can leave that in the other room, and I'm not gonna be scrolling. Yeah. On here. Oh, here's one thing I'm gonna call you out on. Ready? Oh gosh. 
I think it's going to be really important for us to have flip phones that we said we were going to get months Uh, ago with this new change because I don't think we're going to be able to turn it off as easily as we do today. Cool. Okay. Got it. We did commit to getting flip phones. We did. I remember you mentioned that a while yeah, ago. Yeah, we did. You were contemplating it. Yeah, we we for sure need them because there's actually of no real value on a smartphone. I mean, other than like Google and GPS, what actual value is there that you can't do from like a desktop, laptop, iPad, something that you don't need to have nonstop on you at all times? Yeah. So it ends up just like bleeding over into... wasting time and wasting presence yeah well yeah like even last night i was like well you you had late a late appointment or whatever and then i put hudson to bed and then by the time you got there you had phone calls to make yeah and then i was like well i'm gonna go to bed because i was taught i was so tired but it was almost like i didn't see you at all yeah like even though we were together we weren't actually together yeah for sure and that's because of the ability to be connected non-stop yeah, yes yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. for sure which is super um which is the challenge because that's actually what makes you highly successful as a real estate agent at one point yeah. in your life yep. is that you have to be on demand non-stop every day or at least it, it for me that was one of the success mechanisms for sure. now if i were to coach someone i would tell them that that's the dumbest way to do it even though it's successful and i would tell them the way to be connected is to make non-stop calls until you found someone who didn't need you to be connected but yeah. um but for me i was i was connected non-stop so it's like reprogramming myself to not have to be at everyone's disposal that's the challenge yeah and you're you're at that point where you don't have yeah. to be that that realtor yeah, the fire, the fire department rescue realtor. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. So, what are we gonna, what are we gonna um, terminate this conversation with? What are we going? What, um, what's next? In our world. Yeah. Yeah. What are you looking forward to in the next month? Thirty days, sixty, ninety, six months. What I'm you sorry, got? I'm just laughing really hard because I know what you want me to say. No, I just I know don't. that you want me to say it, so it makes me not want to say. I don't know. I don't <laughs> have any agenda for what you should say. I'm totally. And kidding. that's so strange that you would be obstinate. That you I would know. Just- <laughs> I know, right? No. So, um, yes, I will be taking on team leader at the West Office, and our goal is to just grow it as big as possible. Yeah. And to also find an assistant team leader. So if anyone knows of any talented people, that would be a good fit for that role. Yep. And then down the road, have them replace me Yep. And, and go on to the next opportunity. Yeah. I think that's the difference in the way of what we're thinking versus what others assume yeah. is, is being conducted is thinking about it. Like, how do you, how do you play chess with empire building instead of checkers when the linear move is is hey you have this skill set slide into this capacity and stay there so that that gap is forever and always filled when in fact it's knowing that the equation to empire building is people how do you slide into a role of people development and people attracting people recruiting so that you can actually build something much bigger? Right. Well, yeah. And at the end of the day, the goal really is to take everything that I've learned as far as 
recruiting goes yeah. and, and developing people and, and whatnot. Obviously continuing to, to grow my knowledge with that and my skills, but to, at the end of the day, recruit and grow for all of the companies, yeah. not just one. Yeah, that's what's, that's what's so amazing about Keller Williams as a company is the amount of examples mm -hmm. that are public and share what they've learned and what they failed at and what it looks like. So, I mean, I guess if you look at them, if you look at models of what it looks like at scale is like the Logan, I mean, we've talked about like the Logan group being one example of that. I mean, obviously, you know, Ben Kinney has large scale of that Chris Juarez, Adam Hergenrother. It's, and I especially like the, uh, on our call the other day, Adam was like, you're just not thinking about it big enough. Like moving into that team leader role is just, is not that there's any, like, that's a fantastic career path. It's just not thinking big enough. Right. Which is where we were thinking. That's right. Yeah. 30 days ago, 60 yeah. days ago, whatever that looked like. Um, yeah. And, and now it's like, okay, how can we find the most talented person, get them fully developed yeah. and replace myself as fast as possible. Yeah. And that's a unique, we're in a unique position to be able to do that Yeah, because of having multiple businesses to oversee and where revenue doesn't have to be primary number one. Like you can go through the like loss part of it. Right. In order and very, still and sustain very, life. We're very, very fortunate yeah. to, to have that. Yeah. It's like you can eat your... You can you can survive on not getting medicine for your wife, but you're probably not going to go without medicine for your child. Like you're probably stealing that right. or something instead. <laughs> for real. So, yep. Yeah. So we yeah. can we can go. We can we can launch uh, knowing that the growth curve looks different in three years than today. So love it. Love it. Love it. I still like I have to say that because you just said it. <laughs>